Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Did the Suns prove how much better they are than the rest of the NBA last night? Is Carson Wentz the answer for the Washington Commanders? Plus, will Jimmy G be the next quarterback domino to fall? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Phoenix Suns are the number one seed in the West, the number one team by record in the National Basketball Association. And they're a little bit like Old Man River. They just keep rolling along. No, that's not a Chris Paul joke. Joining me now from Locked On Suns, Brendan Clean and Brendan. The Suns took apart the Miami Heat 111-90 without Chris Paul, Devin Booker back from his COVID absence. And it, it, it almost beggars belief that this team has been able to continue to roll this way. What separates them from the rest of the league right now? Well, tonight it was defense. I mean, they, I believe Miami's offensive rating for the season something like 113. They're the seventh best offense in terms of efficiency in the NBA. The Suns held them to an offensive rating per 100 possessions under 90 in this <laughs> game. They scored 35 points in the second half that he did. So, you know, it helps to have the depth on the defensive end without your stars. It helps that the guys replacing those stars are a little more spry than Chris Paul and, and have a little more juice defensively. So that's been a big part of the recipe during Paul's absence, where they've been five and three without him since the All-Star break, they were three and one when Devin Booker was on the health and safety protocol with COVID. So it's been a little bit of every player. It's just been buying into that system, buckling down on defense, and uh, some career nights sprinkled in here and there, to be honest with you. And the one loss in the, the non-Devin Booker games was to the defending champions, and they played the Milwaukee Bucks extremely tight in that game. If you look at some of the guys who are getting a little bit more playmaking, a little bit more scoring opportunities here, which players do you think could be the guys who say, okay, they, they have some run in the playoffs and you can point back to this stretch to close the season and go, that's when they made the growth that helped them propel their game to this point. I look at two guys specifically. And if, you know, if you're looking at who was not really there at that level, last playoffs because Cameron Payne is a guy who stepped up, but he did that in the postseason last year. DeAndre Ayton did that. Mikhail Bridges did that. So different than Dot's postseason, I think you look at two players. One is Cameron Johnson, who was honestly uh, coming back from injury heading into last year's playoffs. I think he may have actually missed the first game of the first round. So he wasn't a fully integrated member of that rotation until really the finals when he had the dunk over P.J. Tucker and really broke out. But that'll be a, you know, hit the ground running situation for him this season. He just had a career high 38 along with a buzzer beater to beat the Knicks last Friday on ESPN. And the other guy is Aaron Holiday, who was acquired for cash at the trade deadline using an exemption the Suns, we didn't know the Suns had. He <laughs> is Drew Holiday's younger brother, and he's been a complete revelation on both ends of the floor playing six inches taller than he is, making shots, uh, fit, fitting in and learning this offense really, very quickly. And so 
those two guys are pieces the Suns did not have at full strength last year that I really think could make a difference because the NBA is so perimeter-oriented, especially come playoff time. Those are two guys on the perimeter who could really do some damage. Is Carson Wentz the answer for the Washington Commanders? That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Major League Baseball canceled the second week of the regular season Wednesday after days of discussion with the MLB Players Association failed to generate a new collective bargaining agreement. The international draft being a central issue as to why talks fell apart Wednesday afternoon. On Tuesday, the league had proposed tying an international draft that would cover amateurs from Latin America and Asia to the removal of direct draft pick compensation in which teams are penalized draft picks for signing top free agents. Players balked at the idea, rejected proposals from the league to address it, and sent a counteroffer. The league then canceled another week of games. That's it. This is getting ugly. 13th-seeded Boston College upset 5th-seeded Wake Forest in the second round of the ACC tournament. This is Locked On. Boston College host A.J. Black. The Boston College Eagles have done it. They have shocked the world with an upset over the Wake Forest Demon Deacons 82-77 in overtime. To give you context of how big this was, Boston College earlier this season lost by 30 to the Demon Deacons on the road. Now, BC played much better on both sides of the ball. Their defense was much improved, especially in the three-point range. And on offense, Boston College shot 50%. For Earl Grant, this is another step in the right direction to rebuilding a Boston College program that has been a complete mess for over a decade. Now Boston College will get Miami on Thursday, and hey, I would say Boston College is out of that game, but anything can happen right now. They're playing the best basketball in years, and excitement is returning to Chestnut Hill. Syracuse star and coach's son, Buddy Beheim was suspended for the Orange's ACC tournament game against Duke after he punched a Florida State player in the stomach Wednesday during a second round victory. The ACC announced the one game suspension for what they called a flagrant act about four hours after ninth seeded Syracuse beat eighth seeded Florida State 96-57 to advance to the quarterfinals Thursday at Barclays Center. Buddy's father and Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim addressed the punch after the game. I saw the play. The kid punched him twice. I think it was inadvertent. It wasn't much of a punch. The suspension essentially ends Buddy Beheim's at least regular season Syracuse basketball career as the Orange are not expected to make the NCAA tournament. The Mavericks' five-game win streak was ended by... Wait, the Knicks? Is this right? Here's Locked On Mavs host Nick Angsta. It was bad. It was pretty much all bad. Dallas Mavericks lose against the New York Knicks, and for some reason, this team just can't figure out how to beat the Knicks. I don't know what it is about the New York Knicks. Ever since the Porzingis trade, the Mavericks have not had any luck against the Knicks at all. The Mavericks have gone 23-6 and in the year of 2022, and two of those losses have been in, like, awful fashion to the New York Knicks. It doesn't make any sense. This Knicks team has been playing some really bad basketball, even though they've won a couple straight here. And the Mavs just can't seem to beat them. They score 77 points. Usually, 77 is a really good number for the Dallas Mavericks, but it is not when it is the final score for your team. The Mavs defense actually played pretty decent in this game, holding the Knicks to 107 points. But 
when nobody hits a three, when the first three the Mavs hit in the entire game is 46 seconds away from halftime, that is not good. It was just one of those games where you just kind of wash your hands of it and you move on to the next one because this Dallas Mavericks team did not have any offense at all in this one. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for your daily gambling needs. A lot of news around the NFL, but as we head toward the NFL draft, betonline.net has odds for the draft. Odds for the number one overall pick, Evan Neal, big favorite 11 to 10. Iki Iguanu is 7 to 5, Aiden Hutchinson 13 to 4, Kayvon Thibodeau 14 to 1, and Charles Cross 50 to 1. Some weird lines in there. First QB selected according to betonline.net, Malik Willis at 5 to 7, Kenny Pickett 2 to 1, Matt Corral 3 to 1. And offensive players drafted in the first round, according to betonline.net, the over-under, 17 and a half. That's a fun one. Bet online, where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. The Washington Commanders, that's still going to take some time getting used to saying, have found their quarterback, or at least they hope. They trade for Carson Wentz, a pair of third-round picks, one that can become a second-round pick, for Carson Wentz and a pick swap in this draft in the second round. Joining me now from Locked On Commanders is our friend David Harrison. And David, why was this where Washington ultimately landed in their pursuit of a quarterback? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, first and foremost, I give them some credit for turning over the 40 or so stones that they supposedly turned over uh, earlier this offseason, just calling basically every team and saying, what quarterbacks do you have? That we might be able to take off of your hands and you know the 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 leap that was connected even going to kansas city and saying is patrick mahomes available which i don't believe those words ever actually came out of anybody's mouth in washington but those are the dots that were connected because of the reports and so i'll give them the credit for doing their due diligence but at the end of the day i mean aaron Rodgers goes back to green bay obviously as you know you know seattle ends up uh sending russell wilson to denver whether that was Russell Wilson not wanting to go to Washington because of all the drama, or if it's because it truly is an East coast thing. He said, he kind of wants to stay on the West coast. He also turned down the Eagles. So, you know, it kind of makes you, maybe it's, maybe it's a West coast thing. Maybe it's a Dan Snyder thing. I think it has maybe more to do with Dan Snyder than we're ever going to find out. Uh, and then basically not wanting to wait on Jimmy Garoppolo, not wanting to wait on Deshaun Watson and essentially miss out on another quarterback. The only reservation I have about it is this feels like going and getting a guy when Ron Rivera has been saying all offseason, we need to go and get the guy. So if they want to get the guy, as you say, what is the urgency here? Because they could certainly turn to the draft. They could wait until better options arise. They could wait until next year. Why the rush? I kind of wonder, I mean, Carson, once you assume was part of the conversations, again, turning over the 40 rocks that, you know, Washington probably talked to the Colts earlier this offseason about Carson and if things were to come to fruition. And I almost look at this Russell Wilson trade as kind of triggering kind of a domino effect. I actually wrote it uh, for Sports Illustrated that when Seattle traded Russ to Denver, that the Washington Commanders may have missed out on two quarterbacks. They may have missed out, obviously, on Russell Wilson. And then they also may have, may have missed out on their number one draft target, who now figures to probably go to Seattle. And I'm talking about Malik Willis. And I know that I'm not alone thinking that Seattle may now use that ninth overall draft pick they got from Denver to draft Malik Willis go with Drew Locke and who, whatever else they decide, uh, you know, to throw together. And if Washington's kind of reading the tea leaves the same way, saying, man, Seattle's about to take our guy. We lost out on Russ. 
now we need to just make sure we bring in competition. And if you don't believe in Kenny Pickett having a ceiling much higher than what he's already got right now, you don't believe in Matt Corral, Carson Strong, all these guys as any type of a short-term solution, then you kind of have to look at it and say, what is our best avenue to get the best quarterback product that we can get? Because now it's no longer about getting the best quarterback available. It's what can we do the best for our franchise? And where this kind of makes sense from a Washington standpoint is you cannot go into 2022 with Taylor Heineke as QB1. And if you draft Matt Corral, if you draft Carson Strong, Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke's QB1, at least here, you can make the argument why you would see that Carson Wentz, even if it's just from an efficiency standpoint, because you look at the stats, stats are very similar. Uh, skill sets are very similar, but Carson Wentz has more starting potential. He at least has a campaign where he looked like an MVP caliber quarterback. And even for as many struggles as he had in the last season, especially there towards the end with the Indianapolis Colts, Taylor Heineke still doubled him in interception. So, I mean, there's something to be said there that at least now you have competition. And I still believe that Washington is not done. I think that we have, a potential move that could happen uh, to get back some of that draft capital or a trade back from number 11. And if they get some draft capital back, Peter, we may see them pull the trigger on a rookie quarterback anyway. Coming up, will Jimmy G be the next quarterback domino to fall? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today before a workout, and it's the perfect thing to have before a workout. I, I have the Built Bites before a workout. And if I'm not going to have a meal for a while, I will have the full-size Built Bars after a workout. If you guys haven't tried the Puffs, they are so good. They've changed the game in the protein bar world. Protein-infused marshmallow. Come on. What more do you need to know? Protein-infused marshmallow. These things taste unbelievable, and yet they are high in protein, high in fiber. That's the expectation baseline. But they're also low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in calories. How do they do it? Fairy dust? I don't know. I'm telling you they do it. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com to get 15% off your next order. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. He is extremely handsome. We do not know if he's going to be the 49ers quarterback in 2022. I'm talking, of course, about Brian Peacock. No, I'm talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, but Brian Peacock from Locked On 49ers does join me now to talk about Jimmy G's future. And Brian, there is some uncertainty now with Jimmy Garoppolo having had surgery on that shoulder. So if this is the move for the 49ers, what is the timeline here for a deal to get done? There's been some thought that the new league year Niners needing to get that $25 million off the books is sort of a deadline to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that's necessarily the case because the 49ers have other means of getting under the salary cap. Now it might make it more difficult to do more business after the new league year begins, but they can get under the cap. So I don't think it's a hard deadline. Jimmy Garoppolo's trade did or uh, no trade clause ends with the new league year as well. But I also don't think that's a hurdle because I think the 49ers will want to do right by Jimmy and send him to a place he wants to go. And a team trading for Jimmy Garoppolo will probably have to restructure his contract or extend him, and he'll want to be agreeable to that. So, uh, And I think we might have seen that with the with the Washington football team. Washington, I think, might have gone down the list a little bit to find Carson Wentz because I know you know for sure they, they went after Russell Wilson hard, and I'd be willing to bet that they went after Jimmy G with the ex-player uh, personnel guy in Martin Mayhew, now the GM of 
the Washington Commanders. He was in San Francisco when they traded for Jimmy. He was in San Francisco when they made the, the Super Bowl run in 2019. I bet they were trying to get Jimmy. It doesn't sound like Jimmy maybe wanted to go to Washington. So uh, does that leave Indianapolis? Does that leave the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, New Orleans Saints are still out there. I always thought he'd be a real nice fit in Sean Payton's offense. Sean Payton not there, but the offense looks like, you know, the coaching staff is is going to remain and be somewhat similar. So any of those landing spots make a ton of sense for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, what's the asking price? What are the 49ers going to get? I've, I've heard everything in the spectrum. To be honest, the Carson Wentz trade was almost exactly what I projected that the Niners might get in a, in a deal from Washington. It, it, it seems crazy that the Colts would want to pay more to go from Carson Wentz to Jimmy Garoppolo, right? To stay in the same <laughs> tier of quarterback. Right. But maybe they just disliked Carson Wentz enough and are really comfortable with what you can do with Jimmy Garoppolo if you have a defense and a running game and, and go win a bunch of football games. Uh, so maybe that's the way the Colts are going to go. But um, I think there is still a market for Jimmy Garoppolo, despite the shoulder surgery. And I think we will see him on the move. And it probably will be before the new league year begins, but it doesn't have to be. What are the chances that when the carousel stops spinning, all the quarterback spots are taken and the 49ers are sitting there going, now what do we do? I don't think that's possible because there's not enough quarterbacks. I think there's enough scarcity <laughs> with the quarterbacks and the draft isn't good. You can't be sitting right. at pick 20 and think you're going to get a quarterback that's going to do anything for you this year and or maybe ever, right? So, um, you know, maybe if you are, and it sounds like the New York Giants are going down the Trubisky-Daniel Jones combo, you know, which, which I have problems with, but... Um, that's a dark road. Yeah, that is a very dark road. The Carolina Panthers are at six. The Seattle Seahawks now at nine. You know... If somebody does love a quarterback, he's probably going to be gone by that point, and I could see one of those teams going that way. So maybe after the draft, if Jimmy hasn't been traded, everyone feels pretty good about their quarterback spot. But I think a team that trades for Jimmy Garoppolo or a team that just traded for Carson Wentz, I don't think that takes quarterback out of the conversation at all for for their draft either. And we, we just saw that with the 49ers. So Jimmy can help a lot of teams out. I think he will have some value where that carousel stops. I have no idea because uh, the the league just seems to get crazier and crazier every day. And finally, Tiger Woods was officially inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame on Wednesday. During his induction speech, Woods talked about being denied entrance to all-white country club clubhouses when he was a junior and his parents taking out a second mortgage on their house to pay for his travel expenses. When introducing her father, Tiger's daughter Sam said... About a year ago, you were stuck in a hospital bed at one of your ultimate lows and one of the scariest moments of your life and ours. We didn't know if you'd come home with two legs or not. Now, not only are you about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, but you're standing here on your own two feet. Phenomenally stated. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. Coming up Friday, will it be Jimmy G? Will it be Kirk Cousins? Who is packing their bags next? The quarterback carousel spins. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.